Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Now, all of this takes place in a period of about some months. You know, it takes about six weeks for pregnancy to show. You know, so David uh, gets Uriah killed. Then verse 26. And when the wife of Uriah, I didn't hear you, heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband in Israel in those days. There is a period of mourning, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, for her husband and all of that. And when the morning was passed, oh, God have mercy on us. I didn't hear you. David sent and fetched her to his house. And she became his wife and she bare him a son. We're looking at nine months. Minimal. <laughs> you know, you begin to ask yourself a question. Now, somebody of David's caliber can stay in that type of spiritual condition for months. Nine months to the point where Bathsheba gave birth. But everybody screamed, but anytime you're reading these places about David, anytime you see but, just stop and <laughs> say, Holy Ghost, what are you saying? But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. I think that's putting it very mildly. God was very, very hurt emotionally because God had trusted David. God had, David was God's showcase. A man after my own heart. David had disgraced God. Not only in the front of the Israelites, but in front of the devil. So, you know, this, this thing is deep. You know, all kinds of things are coming to my heart as I'm teaching. Watch this. Six months. Um, Uriah was probably killed within the first two months of the pregnancy. Because immediately he slept with her, he sent for Uriah. Uriah did not sleep with his wife. He sent him back to the war front, gets him killed. So it's probably, you know, because if he had slept with her, then uh, when the pregnancy started to show, uh, Bathsheba would have been able to say, ah, it's, it's my husband's own, you know. So, obviously, we're looking at, you know, maybe two months because pregnancy starts showing after six weeks, you know, after eight weeks. So, within the first two months, David had already done all of this, you know. Then, but um, Uriah dies, she mourns him, the month. The day of money is usually about 30 days a month, you know, 40 days. They mourn for Moses for 40 days. David does the unthinkable. He takes that girl and brings him to his house. So, that's three months, let's just say. Let's say three, four months. Four months, five months. That's why you need to read your Bible and meditate. Don't just read it. Think. Six months. 
seven months, eight months, nine months. Nothing happens to David. God doesn't send a bolt of lightning from heaven. God doesn't strike him dead. David continues to reign. He's comfortable on the throne. He thinks, uh, maybe God is just, I mean, me and God are close anyway. So, maybe God, I just put this one on one side. Just one of those things. God doesn't say anything. I know God better now. You know, I'm growing. God was expecting a reaction from David. 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 What are you going to do about this thing? You know, David should have gone to God by himself. But he became comfortable in his sin. So after nine months and the baby is born, God now moves when David didn't move. Chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And then he gave him a parable. I'm not going to go into the details of the parable because of time. But basically what I told him was this. He said one man had a small sheep. You know, another one had plenty of sheep. Then the other guy took the sheep of these, of the, the one sheep that the other guy had, you know, and oppressed him. And then, you know, and David in righteous indignation, it means he, was, he still knew the Bible. said, no, the man shall pay fourfold. Or what? Yes, because of that. And then Nathan says, you are the man. Now, I'm going to read that part. I'm not going to read all the other parts. You know. Let's read verse 5 and 6. And David's anger was greatly kindled. I didn't hear you. Against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall surely die. Can you imagine? The, the, the deceitfulness and the hypocrisy of the human heart. David pronounced his own judgment. Ne next verse. And he shall restore the lamb, what? Because he did this thing and he had no pity. That's for a lamb. How much more a man? Why are we reading these things? Why are we learning from these things? I want to repeat what I've been saying since we started this series on David. If it can happen to David, it can happen to anybody. If it can happen to David, David was one of the closest people to God on earth. Do you know that God, until this incident happened, is one of the most unfortunate, I don't like the word fortune, is one of the saddest incidents that, that happened in David's life. David was being rated by God at the same level, of, as a high level like Moses and people like that. Go and check the scripture. Do you know Moses writes five books. David writes the Psalms, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles, so a majority of it is David. David has more written about him in scripture than most of the other prophets. How many scriptures are there about Elisha? How many scriptures are there about Elijah? 
even Joseph that is so highly rated, you know, is just, you know, from, from Genesis chapter 17 to Genesis chapter 50, which is about 33. David had more. The big thing. I'm sure heaven, the angels, the Lord Jesus was still in heaven at that time. He didn't come back to the earth, you know. <laughs> you know, everyone was just looking. Ah, David! 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 <laughs> so God had to move. So he sent Nathan to him. David said to David, Nathan said to David, I didn't hear you. Thou art the man. Thus said the Lord of God of Israel. Ah, the God now starts the story. You know, and one of the things we have to all have to learn from this thing is that no matter how close you are to God, don't put your finger in God's face. In fact, it's only people who are close to God that can do it. That's why. Over these years now, you know, God keeps people in the outer court. Before God lets you approach close, close. What we're singing today, I just want to be where you are. God, you would have been tested. Because you're not going to get to that place and mess up like David. Thus said the Lord God of Israel. I didn't hear you. I anointed thee king over Israel. And I delivered thee. Out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house. And thy master's wives. Into thy bosom. See God who. He had had three. Wives. When he was in the wilderness. Then he comes to. Go and read it. <laughs> one, of the, one of the funny scriptures in the Bible. He says. But. When David got to Jerusalem. He said he married more wives. God didn't say anything. Old Testament. It wasn't his perfect will. He didn't like it. But it's Old Testament. At least it will keep him from misbehaving. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Because David liked women. It's one of his weaknesses. His weakness. So says, okay, at least he has enough now. So no matter what happens, he'll be okay. But sadly, it didn't work. I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it. If you don't deal with lust before you marry, Marriage will not solve the problem. I'm going to repeat it. If you do not deal, learn to deal with sexual lust by the spirit. You crucify that thing. You know, by the spirit of God. You deny yourself, you know, and you get your satisfaction from the presence of God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. I didn't hear you. What's wrong with us this afternoon? It's fullness of joy and it's right and there what? So the pleasure you get in God is a greater one than you get from sex. Sex is a necessity. We're still in this life. But the, the, you can substitute. You can, you can let the presence of God be a, uh, a satisfying thing for you. So that, you know, when you, uh, if, you're, if you're married and your wife is not available and all that, you can crucify. And if you're not yet married or you're on a, a, a widowed or anything like that, you can stay clean without having sex because the presence of God is with you. But it, 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 is, a, it, is, a, it is a 
thing that has to be learned. He said he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. You deny, you pray, you know, you, and then you get, you, get, you get used to having just the presence of God, you know. You, it, it, with, with, um, and, and use that to crucify. That's what Paul learned. That's what we're doing about in our Bible study now. We read it today. He said, have I not power to lead about a wife and a sister like Peter and James, and the brethren of the Lord? It wasn't that Paul didn't like women. It wasn't that Paul didn't have the natural feelings that every man has. But, in fact, well, that's, what, that's why I said I didn't deal with it today. We'll deal with it next week. You know, he said, I keep under my body. He learned how to keep the natural sexual desires of the body under the control, lock and key of the Holy Ghost. I didn't hear amen. I would have expected an enthusiastic amen from that. <laughs> No, this is why we need to preach and teach these things. No, these things are not taught in the church. You don't hear, you don't hear about things like that because even the pastors are misbehaving. So people don't preach about these things. You have to learn to do it. As a young man, God helped me. I was in England. There were girls all over the whole place. You know, you know, in England, it's not like here. In England, you can do anything you like. Nobody will ask you any question. You know. I'd been born again. Before I got born again, I used to have girlfriends and all of that. And now I'm born again. And spirit, spirit fell. And all those temptations came back to me. I had to learn to. Number one, pray. Number two, abstain from all appearance of evil. So I didn't allow myself to. Because if I had done, if I had allowed myself, I would, something terrible would have happened. There's no sudden as being so strong <laughs> spiritually. Uh, you are prayed, I prayed, I prayed the hair. So you can go and stay alone with the woman. You know, you just find yourself misbehaving. So, you know, that's what that's that's how God helped me. I just stayed away. I stayed away. I stayed away, you know, and spent time in prayer and in the word. So I was getting my satisfaction from you know uh, uh, being with God. You know, and, and then I, I abstain from all appearance of evil. That's how God had mercy on me and helped me. And I know God can do it for anybody. Until I got, until I met my wife. You know. And I can say honestly that since that time, it's just my wife alone, no other woman. I've, by the grace, it's not because I'm better than any other man. I want you to understand this. I want you to understand that if there are spiritual laws and principle. The first thing is prayer. And fill this body with the life of God. Put the power of the Holy Spirit there. Say, I keep my body under. Then, on top of that, that's not enough. On top of that, abstain from appearance of evil. So, if you're not where a woman is, you're not alone with her in a, in a room, or, you know, in, in, in an uncompromised area, it can't happen. That's what I did all the time I was in England. I just stayed away. I just, there were plenty of girls, plenty, both Christian and sinner. You know, who liked me, who are my friends, you know. But I, was, I, I, I never let them come to my room. I never went to go and see them in a funny place. You know, want to see me, come and see me in McDonald's. Amen. <laughs> talk, you know, talk in the open place. You know, not in, a, not in a quiet place where you can start, you know, saying things that you shouldn't say or doing things you shouldn't do. You know, and, and it worked. It works. But you have to keep to these principles. So, I gave you thy master's house, 
and thy master's wives into your bosom. And I gave you. Can you do alone? It pained God. And we have to learn from it. And I gave thee. I didn't hear you. The house of Israel and of Judah. You know, David was nobody. He was nobody. He was the son of Jesse. He was the eighth son. They didn't even consider him important enough to invite him to the meeting. When Samuel came. And when Samuel went through all the seven boys, I said, do you have any other son? He said, yeah, one small boy. He's, in the, <laughs> he's looking after this. Then he brought him. You know, they didn't even reckon with him. And then God said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. You know, that's how, that's how insignificant David was. And even after that, you know, and he killed Goliath and everything. You know, Saul was chasing him all over the whole place. He only had just this small, for, I'm talking about for years. He had only this small group of men. They were not about 600. Compared to the whole of Israel. He had nothing. He was running from pillar to post. God not only saved him from Saul, he got Saul killed, put David on the throne, then he gave him Judah, then he gave him the whole of Israel. But before you start criticizing David, look at yourself. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Ah, ah! Let me say it in today's language. I had some other plans for you. He said, if that had been too little. Wherefore? Has thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Observe, it was David who killed Uriah. He didn't do it directly. He did it through the Ammonites, but it was David who did it. According to the record in heaven. Let me just. I should I go there? I will go there and then I will come back. But I will not spend long there. Do you understand? Our politicians are killing many people today. Corruption. And God will demand their blood from their hand. They didn't kill them directly. But just like David killed Uriah the Hittite. By putting me in that terrible situation with the children of Ammon, our politicians and many of our leaders are killing hundreds, thousands every day by allowing them to get into all kinds of terrible situations. And that's why we have to all be very, very careful. Now, therefore, I didn't hear you. The sword shall never depart from your house. Because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus said the Lord, Behold, 
This is why I said, God told me, you cannot preach Absalom, Adonijah, and Solomon if you don't preach about Bathsheba. This is the root. Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of your own house. This is the prophecy about Absalom. And I will take your wives before thine eyes and I will give them to thy neighbor and he will lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. This exactly happened. Well, we're not going to go there today. It happened exactly the way Nathan said it. After Absalom rebelled. We'll we'll deal with that next time. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before I of Israel and before the sun. Talk to your neighbor, say, Fear God. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. He knew all this time, it was in his conscience. He just wasn't honest enough to own up before God personally before Nathan came along. And Nathan said unto David, I didn't hear you. The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Don't you never say, God is merciful, Lord. You know, David has said with his own mouth, the man will die. God could have used what David said against him. God does not use what you say against you. God is always looking for a way to help you. Give him a super clap offering something. God is a good God. He chastened David, but less than what he deserved. One man of God, or somebody I heard, I went to preach somewhere in England some years ago. I was talking about David and Saul and grace and mercy, you know, and all these things. And one, one of the uh, assistant pastors where I went to preach, sadly the man is dead now, but I can never forget it. He said it one evening, after I preached, he said, he said, Pastor, a way of summarizing what you say is this. He says, grace is God giving us more than we deserve he said, you do X, but God gives you more than, you, you deserve X, but God will give you 10X. And then when it comes to judgment, he gives us less than we deserve. Give the Lord a clap offering. That's a good definition. When you do good, God gives you more than what you deserve. When you do bad, God gives you less than what you deserve. Another clap offering for the Lord. You know, you need to know the person you're dealing with. He's a very, God is a very good person. You know, and he knew that it was not in David's character. God knew that. He knew Satan set him up. He knew Satan. And David foolishly and carelessly walked into the trap. God knew that. God knew. David is not a murderer. David had no intention of killing Uriah. That was not his motive. He just wanted to have fun with a small girl. Overnight, and then you know, after that, he, he wasn't going to touch the girl again. He sent her back to her husband's house. You know, if if Bathsheba hadn't gotten pregnant, that affair would have stopped there. It was too sensitive, it was not something that David was prepared to continue. I'm sure he must have asked himself that night, What 
what normally did I do last night? I smoke again. Ah, never again, never again. God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was when she now came back and said, ah, I'm pregnant. That <laughs> it, became a, it became a big thing that, you know, how, how are we going to handle this? Another thing I want to say, you know, this Bible eh, is so deep. Nathan was sent by the Holy Spirit to David. And he said, you did this thing secretly. Yeah, but I'm going to expose it publicly. Then, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't mention the name Absalom. But he, said, he didn't even say he was going to be his son. He just said, I will raise her from your own house. And he's going to sleep with your own wives in the front of all of Israel. You did your own secretly in the bedchamber. But what I want to bring out is this. Remember what I taught us last week? Anybody remember messengers who had no name? You don't do this kind of thing and people don't talk. Somehow, it wasn't, it wasn't public. The whole of Israel didn't know. But within the palace, amongst the, what we can call the inner circle, there was already... Well, the people went to go and call that girl that day. And she spent the night here. You know, something must have happened. Then all of a sudden, the husband dies. Then all of a sudden, she's in the... Anyway, anyway, call him my book. Men of God, women of God, be careful what you do. Everybody's watching you. People will see. They may not talk oh, out of love for God, out of respect for you. But if you misbehave, it becomes cannon fodder for the enemy. You don't go there. We're going to close in a minute. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And he said, the Lord put it, and thou shalt not die. You deserve to die, but you will not die. That's another mystery. He said, the secret things belong to God, but Uriah died. So, where is justice for Uriah? Shall not the judge of the whole earth do what is right? Of course he did. Jason David saw. David's repentance was true and it was genuine. I believe Uriah went to heaven. And I believe God compensated him in his own way. You see, those are details you and I can never know. See, when you see such things inside the Bible, always remember Deuteronomy, ever say Deuteronomy 29, 29. I didn't hear you. Some people have not read their Bibles at that place. Say Deuteronomy 29, 29. Bim, but put it on the screen. There is a, it's a great scripture. Anytime you come across something you can't really understand, or you say, ah, ah, why should this? Happen? Always remember the scripture. Everybody read it. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, and the things which are revealed unto us belong unto us and unto our children forever, that we may do all the words of this Lord. Now, things you don't understand, don't let it hinder you from doing the word of God. Leave it in God's secret place. Knowing one absolute thing. 
the judge of the whole earth will always do what is right. Give the Lord a super clap offering. That God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And you know David didn't get away with this. Next verse. How be it. Because you have done this deed. Thou has given great occasion. To the enemies of. That is not just the Ammonites or the Philistines. It's the devil. Ah, I can imagine Satan taunting God. Remember Job? God said, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the earth. He fears God and has choose evil. And you know what Satan said? He said, skin for skin. Does Job serve thee for naught? He said, you take the, you have covered him, you covered. He said, let me deal with him and he will curse you to your face. And God said, go and try. And we know the story. I don't want to go into Job's story. But look at David. It's the antithesis. I can imagine the devil saying, hey, is this not your David? Man after God's own heart. See, 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 see. And you know the same thing is true of all of us today. Be careful. You're not only dealing with men, you're dealing with devils. Paul was very aware of this. I give the apostle Paul a super clap offering. Paul was a great guy. Oh. Great. He said, for we, the apostles, are a spectacle unto God and unto angels. Not only the um, 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 loyal angels, the fallen angels. They are looking at you. They are looking at Olubi. They are looking at Sarah. They are looking at Boiga. All those people who are shouting, good morning, Jesus, every day. How can we get them? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.